Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. Uh, this week's guest is Fergal Harrington. He's a matchmaker in Ireland. So he runs and owns Intro.ie. So he talked to me about uh, the dating scene in Ireland now, um, his clients' expectations, uh, all about matchmaking and what they do, and then his advice to clients uh, for going on dates. Um, so yeah, we had a great chat. Um, he also told me what Siegelin was, which I never heard of before. And if you want to watch the video for that ep, it is up on the Patreon. So Patreon forward slash The Shift Podcast. Also be solo episode going up now as well. Um, And the solo episodes, I just talk about my like uh, private dating life. So currently dating someone five years, my my younger, my younger, is that how you say it? I have no idea. Five years, my, um, well, he's younger anyway. So, you know, doing it, doing it for, for feminism. <laughs> um, so I chat about that on it and uh, just just other episodes as well about going on dates in the pandemic and uh, online dates and FaceTime dates and all of that stuff and kind of my experience here in New York so that's all up there on solo podcasts where I just waffle on for 30 to 50 minutes a week uh, talking to the wall so yeah if you want to sign up for that that's uh, that comes out every Monday I'm a bit late with it today but it'll be up now in a little bit and then um the videos as well and then I also recorded two episodes of the shift extra so they're two weeks early if that makes sense um but the next week's episode will be up tomorrow on the patreon if you're like I want to listen to that early um so I recorded an episode with a guy called Alex Pavone who's in a serious relationship during the pandemic and we chat about that he chats about his feelings about polygamy and then I did another episode with a guy called Gordon Baker Bone, who has a podcast about periods, and he interviews women and asks them about their periods. So we chat about that. Um, but yeah, other than that, if you want to sign again, if you want to sign up for the Patreon, it is pay what you want. So it's you know it could be a euro or five or whatever you want. If you want to put, if you want to do ten, that'd be great. Um, and uh, there's also stand up clips up there as well. Um, it's loads of stuff up there. Um, or if you want to review, rate, all that stuff, that'll be very helpful as well. But other than that, enjoy this episode and I'll talk to you at the end. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Things are good. Things are great. Things are busy. Things are, uh, yeah, getting back to normality soon enough in this crazy little country. That's good. Is it getting back to normality? Well, mm, somewhat i mean the restaurants will be will be eaten in car parks but we'll take that um and uh, we're, we're having our takeaway points from uh, random places on the streets so there's a bit of a buzz around but grafton street where we are is um a little bit shanty town-esque at the moment um a lot more homeless people which is sad but it's also a little bit unnerving because they have no one to 
get money from so they're extra in your face um and uh, yeah a lot of uh, a lot of boarded up windows canada goose was over here and they got robbed um they took like four or five jackets worth a grand each and so then every other shop on the street closed up and boarded up their uh, windows or got rid of all their stock and like um tommy hilfiger just closed abercrombie and fitch just closed like carphone warehouse closed 88 branches <laughs> oh like, yeah I was like, I didn't even know they were still open. Yeah, no, well, yeah, air is downstairs. We're we're over air. We're right right across the road from uh, Bewley's. Okay, you're Kildare, no? Yeah, yeah. But um, I just forgot that Carphone Warehouse was even a thing. It just seems it sounds like very old school. Yeah, massive, massive. They were anyway. Um, mm. But yeah, how's New York? <clears throat> um, yeah, it's grand. Um, it, I'm lucky to be here because everything's pretty normal. So, so I've been fully vaccinated for over a month. What? Hmm. we have friends up in Belfast and they've been yeah done the last two months or something like that UK is just killing it they're just doing really well and they're thinking about now giving them a third vaccine just to get them sorted for uh, winter months coming forward I don't want a third vaccine <laughs> what did you get the Vi- Pfizer no Moderna it made me really sick okay did it yeah yeah really yeah <laughs> you'll scare the hell out of the conspiracy theorists now <laughs> no like I'm fine I'm not I'm alive and I'm you know I didn't like have an aneurysm or whatever yet touch wood well I mean like scare the hell out of them then if they don't get it they're just pussies no um, <laughs> it just made me sick for like eight hours and I don't like feeling sick so uh, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. if I had to get it again I'd get it and just make sure that I didn't have anything on the next day oh big time I mean it's causing massive um, divide over here huge divide like even in dating you wouldn't think about it um before religion used to play the biggest part catholic ireland you know they have to be a good catholic from a god-fearing family you know because my auntie was a nun and my uncle was a priest and um now it's like if they're not going to get the vaccine don't even come near me with them um so we commissioned an amoric survey that said 62 percent of people who are single will not date a person who will not be getting the vaccine so wait firstly before because uh, that's really interesting before we get into that what exactly do you do okay we, myself and my wife set up intro matchmaking 10 years ago. Uh, we were introduced by my brother who lives over in Sausalito. Um, he moved over to America to be a chemical engineer and he's a singer songwriter. And Rena used to run radio stations in Ireland and he asked her to play his song on her station. She said, yes. He came back to Ireland to visit and said, I better say thanks to her for doing that favor for me. She's single. I just found out you're single Virgo. I'm going to hook you two up. He did. We did. And then within about a month, I moved in with her. And within about two to three months, we decided to set up a, a, the most private and confidential matchmaking agency in the country. And we did. And now it is the biggest in Ireland by a long shot. There's about four and a half, five thousand people on the books. Um, we're on Grafton Street. We have eight full time staff. And it's for people who don't want to spend three hours every night sifting through nonsense profiles of crazy lunatics on Tinder, POF, Bumble, Hinge, Grinder, whatever. So, so yeah, so you're a matchmaker basically, except for uh, nearly in real life, as in people go in, they say what they want, they could say what new, even like personality traits and stuff like that. Like, oh, I, yeah. I find yeah. I was just saying my cousin, she was like, oh, she was like, I wish there was a dating app where I could put height and stuff. And I was like, you can, you just have to pay for it. And I was like, but I think that there, I wish there was a dating app where I could be like, are they a nice person? <laughs> or, well, yeah. You know, like, what, what are their proper views and stuff? Like, are yeah. they correct? 
So the, yeah, the people, the people who join us um, at the moment, they're 20 to 90 years of age from all over the world, from all over the world, living in Ireland. Um, yeah, 20 to 90, single, separated, divorced or widowed, but looking for something meaningful, long term, decent, genuine. So they're quite grounded, down to earth, sort of um, what you see is what you get. Busy, usually quite full lives, uh, doing very well a lot of the time. But could be could be sweeping the street, could be a farmer, could be a nurse, doctor. Teachers are our number one client. Um, and that's largely because they don't give themselves enough of an opportunity to actually be around the opposite sex if they're straight. Yeah. Um, because 80 something percent of the teachers are, are women. Um, so it's, it's really tough in that sense. And, you know, some people then in Ireland, we stereotype people, we generalize and we make, you know, judgments about people thinking, I don't want to meet a teacher. Should they, they talk down to me? They point to me, look at me like I'm a child. Um, and don't get me a guard because all the guardy, um, you know, abuse their power and their egomaniacs. Like, Jesus, really? Like every accountant is, 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 is boring kind of thing. Um, so we're very quick to judge people in the country and we don't really, we don't communicate, we don't express ourselves very well, we don't say how we're actually feeling until, we'd rather wallow in self-pity rather than actually admit that we're feeling a bit isolated or lonely. So COVID has really shone a light on the importance of actually being able to say, I am lonely and it's okay because the whole fucking world is feeling lonely so it's pretty okay to say this now. So it's gotten rid of the stigma that was once, you know, eating away at the Irish person's you know, ego and sense of, of, of well-being, they just thought it's, it's embarrassing, it's desperate to say that you need the help or the assistance of a dating agency, whereas now it's become normal. And if you're going on Tinder, Irish people's attitude is, well, sure, I'm only on, the, on that for the crack. I'm only getting a, a few bits here and there and everywhere. So I don't really care about a relationship. Deep down, they really want lo- love and they want, they long for that togetherness and that whatever else but they just can hide behind the humor, the Irish wit. The Irish should just go out and get hammered, you'd be grand. You know, just don't be worrying about it. Diddly. What's meant for you won't pass you by. That expression in Ireland that ruins so many people's potential for getting success because it does pass you by. And it doesn't, no one comes knocking on the door to start a relationship. So there's, there was no sense of proactivity. Everyone was just putting things on the long finger and going out getting hammered on Friday and Saturday night. Lads, rocking up to bars and sitting standing there by the corner just rocking back and forth looking all creepy and then creeping on these groups of women who are trying to have a nice night out and then the woman might say something a little bit mean to him and he thinks well feck you i'm not going to try chatting up a woman ever again so irish guys don't do it unless they have serious dutch courage you know consumed whereas the americans very different almost two in your face um yeah yeah, and you're like i don't need to know about your (laughs) your separation, separated parents from when you were a three-year-old and how it affected you and, you know. So just if we had an ounce of the American sort of um, <clears throat> ability to be honest and to wear our heart on our sleeve, uh, and then also with the wit of the Irish, then I think that might be a nice little balance if we could strike that. But uh, it's, 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 it's a very big minefield of drama if you're not careful. We turn away 20 people a day from intro when they call us to see if Why? they can join because let's just say katie they would not be people that you would want to date oh okay um, yeah yeah um, oh so that's good you're really censoring them oh it's a filtration system for 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 crazy um and uh yeah we minimize the drama and the reason we're here in business 10 years and you don't really last this long in a, in a business like this because it's so highly emotive and it's very subjective what johnny thinks is good looking jack thinks is minging what mary thinks is intelligent bridey thinks is 
stupid. Uh, so you have to have a level playing field whereby everybody agree that, yeah, I need to play by the rules and I need to have certain sort of guidelines that I ad- adhere to. So in year one, when Rena and I opened the doors and we were over Cafe on Seine, um on Dawson Street, over the road um, back then, um, we took everyone on. And it was absolutely devastating what we had to go through for the year because we didn't have any sort of, um, I suppose, idea as to what we were getting into. Even though we worked in sales all our lives and we knew that the public can be challenging, all these people just started saying, what do you mean I have to travel? I'm not traveling anywhere. I live in, I live in Dublin 6. I live in Rat Mines. I'm not traveling anywhere. They can come to me. And we're like, what? But if everyone thinks that way, and same as Johnny down in Tralee thinks, well, I live in Tralee and I have a farm, so how can I go anywhere else for feck's sake? And we're like, we're not asking you to like move the farm. We're not asking you to like move away. We're saying go for a bite to eat with this person, see how it goes. And if there is chemistry and spark, well, then the two of you can work it out as two grown-ups, no? But they're like, no, 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 I want what I want. I'm paying you for a service. You get me what I want. So this, uh, this Celtic tiger entitlement of, I pay and you get it for me and that's it. Uh, we're like, Jesus Christ, this is nasty. So <clears throat> we said never again. So the travel thing is a policy in here because there's twice as many women living in urban areas than men. So if you're a woman living in Dublin, Limerick, Cork, Galway or Belfast, you're at a disadvantage slightly because women spend longer in third level education. And that's why there's more professional roles in cities. That's why there's more women in cities. Um, but that's, that's so interesting. <clears throat> the same yeah. as New York, there's like six women for every man. Yeah. But that's, women are doing so much better nowadays than, than men. They're, they're progressing higher in the field. They're doing better in career. They're climbing the ladder. They're getting CEO roles all over the shop. And they're making more money than men. They have more disposable income than men. And they're killing it. Um, and that's great. But the problem is when the women <clears throat> have a radius of 15 kilometers on their uh, profile from D6, from Ranula or from wherever, Donnybrook, they're seeing a whole load of uh, the same faces over and over again because they're not casting the net wide enough. Similarly, when Johnny is in Bali go backwards and he thinks, Jesus, where's everyone gone? Why are they all? They're all my relatives. They're, they're my cousins, basically. And I know everyone else to see. And the Irish people are gas. If you ring them about someone too far away, they'll complain and moan because it's awful hassle having to get in the car. Don't Jesus. And then someone too close. I don't know. Should they all know me? Should I? My father was the butchers and, you know, I used to work there every Saturday. And so they all know me to see. Um, I'm painted a very boggery uh, uh, picture of... Uh, <laughs> of my client clientele but uh, you know it's 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 all over the country only 20 percent or 18 percent are dublin based the rest are everywhere else um but the travel thing is the major thing we're all so selfish we all want right here right now microwave mentality and we're not selling houses where you can pick and choose locations so if people start behaving yeah yeah i think that's ridiculous i don't know for any of the listeners like uh, i live in new york but i've dated guys who i live in astoria and they live in brooklyn that's an hour in the train yeah so it's like even i live in like a city that's super accessible to everywhere like i've always had to or dated a guy in jersey that was an hour and a half but um yeah you just gotta take a book well if people are um if people are worth it if people uh, if there's chemistry and spark and you know it's worthwhile it'll never be about the distance but people always make the mistake of blaming something for you know to, to avoid them having to actually acknowledge that they could have been doing something wrong with the relationship so it's easy to say that mary and john if they're between cork and kerry oh it's because of the distance i couldn't be arsed driving to her all the time and she wasn't willing to make the effort it wasn't that it was down to something else the two of them were doing but they just don't want to it doesn't help them sleep at night if they actually think about their own flaws so we're very good in this country especially at identifying other people's issues but terrible at seeing that we could actually be at fault 
Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think like a lot of women, and I don't think it's just that our country, because a lot of women that I know over here um, will have gone to therapy and worked on themselves. And what they struggle yeah. with is they're dating guys who like they've addressed their like a one best friend and she said two guys she dated said she had control issues so she addressed that went to therapy and she's like amazing now and like even with the guy she's seeing now she's like oh I have to really like remind myself respect his boundaries and then like the I, I just don't think men are as uncomfortable are as comfortable and I'm generalizing again but from what I've seen over here well a few of my comedian friends have so I take that back but but it seems to be more women are more comfortable to go to therapy and be like okay I, I'm doing this wrong let's fix it um, oh yeah, B- a big time, and and that's that's really really um, it's noticeable now though with women over here as well, and an awful lot of people are getting into uh, psychotherapy, and so you get a lot of people who like almost looking to self diagnose. Um, oh yeah, yeah, like uh, like what? So like just like like I would Google a lot of stuff. I'm always reading it. I've never went to therapy, but I'm always trying to learn and be like, okay, I hope I'm not like that. Or yes. But the being, being self-aware enough to actually identify the fact that, oh, I feel I could be guilty of, you know, possessing that trait. That's half the battle. It's the, pe- yeah. the people who are deadly dangerous are the ones who go around saying, I do nothing wrong. Sure, like, obviously their problem. I don't have a problem. They have a problem. Their problem. Like, so Jesus. Bad. Yeah. And it's so, it's detrimental people. to themselves because, like, of course, yeah, maybe you've dated a couple of psychos or whatever. <laughs> like, we've all had <laughs> our share. And men can say the same. Yeah. We've all had, like whatever dated people because they're attractive and then they're not they're like possessive jealous or whatever but I mean I, there, none of us are perfect and we all have to be like okay well I do this and that was and learn and look back and be like okay well I also did that I don't want to do that in the next relationship 100% exactly. yeah but it's 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 the blame game that we're we're so bad at, uh, at and so guilty of over here it's when people come in and they, they haven't given themselves proper time to actually heal after the breakup and yeah. they're seething with anger and they're like just like oozing with all oh, venom like they were oh, never getting anyone like them ever again so their deal breakers because we go through their profile questionnaire and their deal breaker section is basically just um a profile of their ex i'm like not you know paul. that yeah 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 anyone but paul um but it's it's like we go through everything we go through hobbies interests characteristics core values family values future goals looks everything deal breakers the biggest deal breakers for men to women uh, would be loud, brash, domineering in your face. You know, you know, I can't handle you. You're too much for me. Kind of thing. Oh, That's like what that men don't want women who are loud, yes. brash. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and smoking is a number two. From women towards men, it's indecisive, lazy, um, and not having their shit together. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I don't want the women will say, I don't want this guy shrugging his shoulders and like, where do you want to go this week? We're at, we're going to have two years. Where do you want to go this weekend? I don't know. Wherever you want. It's like, oh, just have have an opinion. Just yeah. get, make, a, make a decision and like get a little bit just better at being in a relationship and organize a, a date, organize a date night, organize a holiday, for God's sake. So women were dragging the guys, kicking and screaming through relationships. And the guys were like, ooh, ooh. so annoying. Yeah, that but is wait, annoying. What about the brash thing? What do you mean by that? Because so, I, like, do you don't mean like, because I think a couple of my friends, we've talked about this, where men find strong, independent, like top, top of their game women quite intimidating sometimes and unfortunately yeah. women like that date a lot of I was just talking to a bunch of female comedians about this but we've dated the same guy and it's like how have all of us got the same story but it's like a narcissist they all neg the same the same same shit coming out of their mouth and how they're not the same guy they're all one girl kind of put up a thing blaming her her race right 
and it's I was like I've dated everybody <laughs> I was like it's all it's like it's I was like there's something with us that are attracting like women who are like maybe in the limelight or independent mm-hmm. or something where these like narcissistic type of guys but I was wondering what why isn't it that nice quiet guys ask us out because that's what we struggle with but I'm just wondering is it something that you just said there are, do we seem brass <laughs> well it, 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 confidence like okay stand-up comics Possibly you need the, the, the biggest Leroydy ever uh, <laughs> to, to be able to do that. So that requires enormous, um, enormous confidence. But I know that an awful lot of comedians, and I know an awful lot of comedians as well, they, they, they might have struggled in the past with, with, with mental health things or had depression or whatever else. And they, they used to be big drinkers and it was such a horrible like, environment to be around drink the whole time. Like, I have to give up or else I'm just going to just like die. Um, and so they're really deep. And they're really deep thinkers. And sometimes that can um, scare the daylights out of some men. They're thinking, this woman is a deep thinker. She has thoughts. And how dare she have thoughts? <laughs> She's intelligent and she can make witty jokes. That I'm not that fast. I can't be that quick. And so that can, that can scare the shit out of an awful lot of guys. And a lot of men now in Ireland especially will ask for, do you have any foreign women on your books? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need to have a shower. Sorry, leave me alone. Um, but it's usually because... He's not, it's not that he likes foreign women or likes the look or not that. It's because he thinks foreign women will, will, be, will be submissive and they'll be quiet. So it's a submissive thing, yeah. It's a submissive thing. They, they don't want, like, the confidence that it would require to be a comedian and the jokes and the laughs that you'll get in, a, in, a, in an auditorium, in a massive place, that will intimidate guys thinking, Jesus, she's going to be getting all the attention now and I'm going to be just in the background uh, and it's, 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 it's okay, I suppose, but I can't keep up with her. I can't keep up with that level of wit and that level of confidence. I was on a few podcasts with women as well, and they were really like gung ho, amazing, doing amazingly well, powerhouses. But, and, and a lot of the time people say, well, she just beat your man up. Your man isn't able for her. Your man is too insecure. He just can't cope. She, she, he's just, she's too much for him. That's why Americans, American guys, when they're like, you like big bravado and in your face, it can be a little bit much for an awful lot of Irish people to take, but um, you'd probably get an awful lot more um, sober attention in America for the confidence reasons than, uh, than over here. Uh, yeah. When they're just like, geez, I can't, I don't know where I begin to talk to a woman who has this much confidence. Um, so if people judging the other person based on what they do for a living, it's judging them based on, you know, being able to have the crack. And if they're, if they're that forthcoming uh, in terms of talking about sex or talking about whatever else, they're like, jeez, mercy for that one. Ten Hill, Mary's there, Katie. Um, um, so it's, it's, it's funny, we judge, but Irish guys, mammies have an awful lot to answer for because mammies shielded the, an awful lot of the sons and they didn't let them out of their sight. And so we'd get an awful lot of calls from 40-something-year-old men who'd be living at home with mammy still. And he'd say, mammy, do you think I should live? Uh, move out and find a nice girl do you know and she says no woman will cook or clean the way I do and Ew. they're only ever after your land and they want Ew. to get pregnant and steal you for me Ew. and so the real reason is mammy and daddy don't get on they're 65 70 they live in rural Ireland they, they hardly talk they sleep in separate bedrooms for the last 15 years and she's thinking Jesus if I'm left with this old lad here who barely speaks to me and I lose my son I'm gonna have no one on the land to do the land because he's useless now his back is at him uh, so I better make your man feel so skeptical and paranoid that Irish women are just going to get pregnant and rob all his land. So there's a huge amount of that. Irish mammies have an awful lot to answer for. And I speak to those guys every single day because usually mommy and daddy die then 
at 90 something your man is 65 he sacrificed his entire life and he rings up looking for 35 year olds off intro every day three or four of them no joke um and so he compared himself then to likes of um ronnie wood and richard Gere, and say well if he can do it at his age why can't i i'm like i don't know johnny is the fact that he's a rolling stone or richard Gere is a bit of a hollywood a-lister and has a few bob um, well so there's so many things you just touched on there as well so like firstly with men being scared of whatever loud brass confident independent women well it's like for the women listeners don't change men need to yes, change and put their exactly. ego in the back seat um and secondly then that delusion and i have that dilute like i don't think women have women just in the world have not been brought have been brought up to be like oh look prettier put on mascara yeah. color your eyebrows on and men just have this innate like for i know you say that they're, it's so a contradiction because they're insecure to date a confident women but I have the confidence to believe at 65 they can get a 35 year old. Oh, yeah. Oh, d- total delusionment. Uh, and, and Contradictions. It's, it's, uh, it's Mammy's telling uh, uh, Johnny that he's a lovely boy. And Johnny then might be 25, 30 stone with not a hair in his head, <laughs> trying to walk up the stairs, can hardly do it. He'll have no problem saying, I want a nice, slim lady, size six to size eight, blonde hair, blue eyes. We're like, have you seen yourself? So it's so, it's so true because I'll even, I even find um, I never post terse traps because I've always been like, I just because I talk about sex and stuff like that I've always felt that I can't do that and a good friend of mine Serena Kajani she's a comedian and a content creator from Ireland but she was like we did it as a social experiment thing between the two of us as a joke when we were away for Christmas she always posts her strap and that's her thing she's very body positive and she was like just do it once and I was like I'm telling you I will lose followers and um, when I did it I lost followers but anyway I also got the most likes I've got but then I was like you know fuck it I'm like you know I like this was kind of fun so when I went to Miami I posted a bikini picture um, and so that was like the first first time I've really been like posting like oh look at me but all of the the men who like messaged me or commented they were like oh you look great but I'm they made a joke about the fact that I don't have a big arse. And I just thought it was so funny because when you look into their profile pictures, they're all ugly, all ugly. Yeah. Now that good looking lads were just like, Katie look great. But it was the ugly ones who were like, now you need to like grow your arse or something. And I was like, I have nearly uh, like I'm like I nearly have I nearly have like a kind of like a small little a four pack, let's say a small mm-hmm. pack. And uh, and like, you know, so the fact and my like the fact that they could pick oh, oh well, but we don't like this part like they need perfection I was yeah. like and then the messages the amount of them I got so I just was like Jesus like it and they all look like they walked out of a swamp when you look at their yeah. profile picture so there is something about the delusion like unless you're coming at me with like looking like what what's your man from high school musical I can't think of someone hot um uh, Zac yeah. Efron Zach. don't fucking yeah, comment yeah, yeah. on the one thing that I don't have a massive big Brazilian boat arse you know yeah then. yeah well that, that's pure bitterness and pure um it's it, that that sounds like kindergarten stuff where he'd pull your pigtails if if, if he was there with you because he probably likes you yeah, that, yeah that's but just... it was a lot a lot of that and and I, think, I guess some men have been told maybe it's an American thing to like neg there was like a playbook thing and it was like take women down because um you're six men will go up and compliment her at the bar but if you go up and be like I like that shirt but look better on that girl over there you're like interesting and it's like now everybody's doing that so you're not interesting anymore no those those kind of mind games are a thing of uh, that, that they definitely are not required at the moment and um, we're like 
we're not seeing that over here a huge amount. We're online, they're seeing it. Online, people are mm -hmm. spending like three and four hours on Tinder. And if, if John, you know, messages Mary within, and within 30 seconds, she doesn't write back, you're a fat mess. What are you doing? Are you even single? You're going you're gonna to die alone. You're, you're, you're nothing. And uh, they're like, uh, screw you. I just didn't get back for 30 seconds. Piss off. Leave me alone. Um, know, but that, that's, and we're seeing that over here because one of my friends, she was in work. She works from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. And a guy messaged her being like, oh, you're taking four hours to reply. If you don't reply now in the next hour, I'm done with this. But he put like a, la oh, he put no. like a laughy face. But it's like, why do you think that's okay? <laughs> Maniacal laughy face. Yeah, no, uh, Jesus. Well, you see, an awful lot of the times I'd say, well, these people are much better off losing those people because they're just going to absolutely torment them. And they'd spend three and four hours a night sifting through nonsense profiles, then ring us. And no joke, I get calls every single day. And the most requested or most asked uh, question is, um, frequently asked question is, are there any decent people left out there who are single? I'm like, yeah, but like, what are you doing? Where are you looking? What, what's going on? And they say, well, I'm on, I'm on Hinge, like for three years, I'm on Bumble, I'm on Tinder. Uh, I was like, yeah, you're doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for a different result. And you're going for the same types, the same bad boy image, the same whatever. I'm like, there's a reason why your type hasn't worked so far. So stop going for your type, please. And listen to a bit of advice. And, like you you're know, speaking to me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know your history on Tinder. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, everyone does it. We're our own worst enemy an awful lot of the time. And we keep on giving people the benefit of the doubt. And we'll say, oh, maybe your man will be different. Maybe your one will be different now. Even though probably chances are no, not. Um, so in here, like eight different people make the decisions on your behalf. So you're getting both male and female perspectives working out why Katie is better for Tom, Dick or Harry. And so... We, we can see things that the person themselves don't necessarily see all that easily because vision can be a little bit clouded after a few years of dating uh, on the dating scene. And I'd have people in the past who I'd talked to who go on 20, 20 dates easily a week, coffee dates, like go back, flat whites, gone, move on. So the dating industry has become online, especially has become so dismissive and disposable. People are totally disposable. And the attitude is if I throw enough mud at the wall, something will stick. Well, yeah, and you also, um, I'm just going to say this this guy's name because he's a comedian who's been on the podcast before, but Brendan Sagalow, he was just saying to me the other day um, that he's tired of repeating his story. And I really related to me because I was like, yeah, even if I go on dates now and they're like, ah, oh, your parents, I'm like, ah, oh, fine. Anyway, like I don't, I don't yeah. I'm not arse, I can't do another. Groundhog Day. Yeah, that's what it feels like. And then you're yeah. like was it him I had that story with or was that a yes. guy from a month ago or yeah. and that's that's why people don't put enough into the here and now with the actual individuals because they're under pressure they're, you're out with a guy and you're thinking yeah he's all right but I'm going out with Jack tomorrow and Jack says he works out six times a week so he'll probably have a better shoulder <laughs> maybe two <laughs> hopefully he has two um and uh and you're you, so you're automatically dismissing the guy right in front of you because I don't know he didn't engage you right off the bat and people are way too quick to judge like we send people out on first dates, but often it's like the fourth or fifth date by the time they actually realize, oh, actually, yeah, there is a bit of spark here, all right, because your man grabbed the guitar, serenaded me, didn't know you played the guitar. What's going on here? Jesus, maybe I'm attracted to you after all. Oh, wait, so can I ask you? Okay, so that's so, that's really a good point because people will always say to me, I kind of give people longer. Now, I've also ended up dating people I shouldn't have, but I, I always am like, oh, I'll give them like three or four dates just to see. But my friends are always like after a second date, they're like, you know, when you know, you just know straight away. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm a very 
I, I, I process things very slowly. So it mm. actually takes me a second. But do you think that that's true? Do you think it's like you, attraction is straight away or do you think no. it can kind of grow? It's so you would say like, away. oh, see, that's so great to hear. Yeah, so what, what would you say would be like a good uh, gauge for people? Like how many dates before they can kind of really know if they're attracted to someone? Well, a lot of the time it's, it's, it's date three and four, and then they usually call and they go on pause. So in here, everyone has five dates and there's no time limit on the membership. So when we arrange a date with Johnny and Mary, they go for a bite to eat. And then like, eh, eh. if they say, eh, eh, I'm like, well, there you go. There's something there. They're like, but is there? I was like, yeah, the fact that you went, eh, eh, means yes, there's something there, but you just can't pin it yet. So, but definitely pursue it. Go on a second date in your own surroundings, go to whatever you want to go to, you organize it and they do. And then it's in their own thing. They're, they're, they're less, because it's, it's less staged because we organize a restaurant date and it's booked under Fergal Arena and then they arrive and they're seated and blah, 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 which is fine. It's good. But um, we don't organize like coffee dates usually. We are at the moment because people are going for walks in the park and doing virtual dates. But, and the virtual is working an awful lot better than we ever imagined it would. People are going like five hours virtual. dates. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I, I would have never FaceTimed anybody. I would have been like more comfortable probably like having sex than FaceTiming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like years ago, because I like, I would have slept with guys that I would have been dating and I could have been dating them for months before. I would have never FaceTimed. And yeah. then all of a sudden the pandemic happened and I had to, and I ha- I honestly, I would I would FaceTime a guy from Hinge now, even even though I don't yes. have to, before I would go on it because you can just be like, okay, I got his vibe. We're not wasting each other's time. And yeah. there was one guy, we had a phone call for like an hour, but then we voice messaged for like, until it started at eight until 5 a.m. And then we ended up going on four more dates. But like, I felt like that first phone call voicemails was yeah. like a, or voice messages was like a real date i really oh, got yeah, to know him and then build we build the foundations yeah and then we could talk about all that stuff i was like oh you when you told me this it was oh it was yes. amazing it is and, and that's what people are finding and they're in their own surroundings they're comfortable in their own home they dress whatever they want to dress they have a glass of wine they have the crack and there's no threat there's no weirdness it's cheaper there's no well. set. so yeah. you're not worried oh is he just doing this to try fuck me yeah yeah, exactly. So then it's like, okay, second date, third date. Okay, I can organize this. I am happy to go for a walk on the beach. I am happy to go to the forest or whatever. Forest, not quite the forest, maybe on the first day. <laughs> keep it less, less deathy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's massive. Like going out with someone for maybe four or five times, people really know. And then they come to us and they say, Do you know what? Unbelievable. I definitely feel it's worth pursuing properly as a full-time relationship. So I'm going to pause my membership now with you guys. And that's how we as a company measure our success and know how the matches are going because people would not go on pause and they would not stay on pause unless it was right. So you can pause for up to three months. And so we kind of force you into a communication then at the end of that three months to say, all right, Katie, what's the story? I'm happy with you. Are you happy with me? Because let's be honest here. That's great. I love this because three months is a perfect time, I think. It's a good... Yeah, it's plenty time. It's more than enough time. We did focus groups back 11, 12 years ago when we were setting this thing up. And they said, oh, could you give us a month? We're like, "Uh, let's just do three because, you know, to be fair. Uh, And so we would, would have relationships now forming that definitely would never have formed. Ever, ever, ever. They would never have gone for the types that we would have brought, you know, forward to them. Uh, but also we have people not wasting their time, valuable time when they're 39 and 40, when they want kids and they want everything, but then they're going out with your man and they're thinking, oh, but maybe he'll change his mind about kids in the future if I just keep nagging him. Maybe he'll, he'll come around to my way of thinking and believe in, in, in marriage, uh, even though his parents are separated and he's a bit of a weirdness about that. Maybe he'll change. They don't really change at that mm-hmm. age. If they're weird at 40 about marriage because mommy and daddy separated when I was five 
or I don't really see kids in my future. Well, then run away, Mary, run away, Betty, yeah. run away and move on to the guys who actually are in sync with what you're looking for. So, so many people try to spend time changing people and there's no point. And they think always, well, it's handier to be in a relationship that's kind of meh than to be single again, because the single scene is just an absolute mess altogether. Well, it's not really. We'd say like, you know, let's be with the right person instead of divorcing in 10 years time. Yeah, I'll say I'll say for the listeners, like I've always wanted to fall in love. They all know this is pretty sad. But um, so I've but the problem with that is I've always dated somebody and the pandemic um, re- only recently made me really be like. So even like in the last maybe month, month or two um, or maybe three months but I've been like oh it really made me think like I'd rather be alone and I love my alone time than listening to someone else's shit um and putting up with shit like yeah the sex can be good and there could be a bit of crack but then if you're like it's not worth if they have something like if they're a narcissist or <laughs> or if they have if they're talking about their commitment issues and you're like well, why am I gonna if there's something or your gut feeling or whatever like just actually being alone is lovely like I'd rather watch Netflix binge Netflix or meet up with my girlfriends or my guy friends than do another kind of situationship where I'm not really that happy and kind of hoping things work out yeah you don't want to be a you don't want to be a psychotherapist or a crutch for somebody else who has stuff that they need to sort out yeah or just even yeah or even just in a bad relationship one that's not right like it's so much better to be to be alone like your alone time I'm like even now at the point where I'm like as soon as I thought that nicer guys are asking me out and I'm like no no just give me a moment (laughs) well that's when you're not looking as well though we often get that with people who join us after four years of being single they join us and then they meet someone randomly down the road and because they're not giving out that or giving off that sort of sense of I'm looking I'm searching I'm looking to meet someone because you can see it in people's eyes when you're out there is an intensity too like I remember I, I went on a couple of dates with this lad but his energy, I, he, he asked me like, you know, and then it's totally fine that he asked these questions like about when do I want to have kids and because he's older and he, this is all he wants. But I just was like, because I want to be in a healthy relationship, of course, but I don't want to worry about kids or anything just right mm. yet. I want to make sure I make it first. And I know that's a priority for me that I like become successful in comedy or more successful. So, but it just felt, I felt his energy. Like I just, yeah. and I was like, I'm going running for the hills. I'll see you later. He's just looking for a baby maker. And you're like, no, yeah, that's what I felt. And he kept yeah. being like, that's not, but I just, you know, you can feel someone's, it was like, he's just, he's like, I need a wife next next oh yeah just, the energy is intense and when he says he's not oh I'm not being intense it's like it's like oh, not to be a bitch but then they start bitching or not to be a psycho and then they say something absolutely insane yeah no it's uh it's usually you can trust me when they say it on the phone to me I can't pay my deposit now Fergal but you can trust me that I'll be there now on Friday at two o'clock it's like all right um so yeah the baby thing is um is a massive issue here because Irish guys they just have this narcissistic attitude whereby well I'm a guy I can do whatever I want I can have kids whenever I want um and 45 no problem ringing up looking for a 25 year old I'm like dude no 25 year old woman has ever rang intro and said you know what I'd love 45 year old man so cop onto yourself and get back in your box and realize you're a grown man and you're 45 and he often follow up with saying but I don't want to have kids right away I want to go out with her for three or four years, then propose, then two years after that, get married. And then two years after that, have kids. I was like, do you want to be a 50 something year old, you know, guy changing nappies? I was like, well, she doesn't want that from you. So you need to realize guys need to plan ahead an awful lot more, uh, especially across the world. They just need to really just cop on and say, I am the age I am. Five year, 10 year plan. Where do I want to be? What do I want to do? I'm not saying like have a spreadsheet and be really 
anal about it. I'm just saying, have be somewhat. realistic. Yeah, and just know that I can't expect to click my fingers and just get a 25 year old because you know, like if you, if you're on some dating site that it's like a sure daddy thing, yeah, whatever. You know what you're you're getting what you're paid for, but you're genuinely looking for a long term committed relationship with a view to marriage and all that. Well, then realize that it's not just you because you're the man with the seed and you're able to have kids whenever you want. Because I think one sixth of the time when there's people having problems having kids, it's it's the man's issue from overconsumption of alcohol a lot of the time. Um, so yeah, the, Irish guys, there's an arrogance there that an entitlement that I can just get whatever I want. And now when you've got women outshining men all over the shop in industry, doing way better, making more money, then all of a sudden the guy's like, oh, they're too confident. Come down a notch. Stop being so feckin' confident, women. Like, it's just, it's nasty. Um, like, we both have problems. We all have problems. And the, the issues, like the main issue in Ireland for from women towards men this is the other interesting policy that you'll probably be interested in is, is academic snobbishness. So Irish women, since they do so much better and they're far more educated than, uh, than, than men, there's nearly double the number now of third level qualified women in this country. So when women ring up intro and say, hey, I got my PhD from Trinity College, I got a master's from UCD, so I'm amazing. Um, and I was like, well, well done, that's great. But she will only meet a man if he has the same level of qualifications as she has. And we're like, we can't get that because Ireland can't give you that because we can't make men you know go to college just like we can't make them taller and the average height of a man is five seven and a half so you know even though you're six foot Mary we can't make him taller and only 30 percent of Irish guys are so we're an, an agency that actually deals in the facts and the stats and the figures that tells people the truth because we often have hurdles that we put in our own way and we keep on getting knocked over by those hurdles. And we just, if we got out of our own way a little bit and tweaked what we were doing and the habits that we were, that we had, it would be actually fine. But the educational snobbishness is the biggest issue from women towards men. Definitely. We have to turn away yeah. eight a day. But I wonder as well for those women, is there sort of a, a worry that if they don't get men who are as educated, will they be less emotionally intelligent? Will they um not be able to have the same conversations or will they think women in the kitchen you know they might be <laughs> maybe that's the worry I don't know no I'm talking I'm talking like the guys that we would have a lot of the time will be guys that left school maybe not, not all but in the older generation they might have left school at 15 16 started their own business are yeah, massively see, so successful that's great. entrepreneurs oh yeah. like they, they might have sure, I don't have a PhD staff. I'm smart no. yeah me too and the thing is the, the emotional intelligence, the, the EQ, the, the communication skills, the conversation, the motivation and how driven and ambitious they are, that far outweighs, you know, yes. whether I have 25 letters after my name. But Yeah, that's good. I'm just wondering if they worry that people who don't aren't as educated as them, but still that doesn't make... An... Well, they do worry, but they, you can't be equating intelligence with, solely with academic qualifications. It has no, to be you can't. Street smarts, baby, yeah. that's what I am. <laughs> a lot more, a lot more important. And like, well, I had one woman say to me, I'll never forget. She goes, well, I recently compiled a study on compatibility verbal, and I now know that I'm only suited to men within 10 deviation points of my IQ level. See, I don't even know what my IQ level is. I don't even know what the good IQ level is. And then I had another one who said, well, if you take deposits off everyone to make an appointment for them for the consultations, how is a guy who doesn't have third level qualifications going to pay his deposit? So she really, truly believed that you had to have third level qualifications. But sure, some of my friends card. who are plumbers have more money than, um, more. and they left school when they were 15. Oh, but, yeah. um, 
that's weird to me that they would that's it's interesting because there's so many levels of things you have to look for like whether or not you'd be attracted like that's something I I, I know this is awful but I love sex so I worry that if I meet a great guy and he's like fun he's go crack and I'm like I just want to make sure I'm able to have sex with them for a long yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just interesting that they're like, oh, they need to have a PhD when there's all these other things too, like sex, emotional intelligence. Yeah. Um, you know, are they friendly? Are they going to be kind? Um, so those things I feel like will be more important to me anyway than, well, yeah. well I don't have a PhD, so that's easy for me to say. <laughs> but we, we don't even take the people on who say he must have a PhD because yeah. it can't be found. Walk down Grafton Street. They and- they're gone. I, I'm all my Irish friends over here, they're like a group of lads who have PhDs. They're here. America took them. America did take an awful lot of them, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to come over here if you want them. I'm telling you. But like, you know, or go, go to the Netherlands if you want the guys who are six foot two. We're, we're a nation of short artists. I'm sorry. We just are. And that's that's how it is. So people need to know that just because you pay for a service doesn't make it. <laughs> it doesn't make it possible for us to actually just magic them up and just make them you know go to trinity we can't make people live in ranala because you would love to meet a guy in ranala and that's the problem with the circus who work in davy stockbrokers who are like well god forbid jesus christ i couldn't possibly date him i drive a beamer i live in ranala it's a a beautiful red brick gorgeous period house um and he's a plumber how could i possibly ever even introduce him to the girl you should think that's sexy he comes in and is uh what are they snickers yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. And, and he sorts out her pipes yeah and like introduce them to the girls here's the other thing as well it's like well i mean if your friends are all that snobby that's a bit weird but also they're your friends like that's another thing i don't understand like um so like like, most of my friends would be comedians or irish people but i'm trying to think like you know oh yeah i dated like a a dj which is like so different to comedian and irish people (laughs) but like you know but like um I guess it's a bad analogy. I'm just trying to think like I'm spending quality time with him. I think he met my friends twice, but, and like, of course, but like you can be with him and then go off and be with your friends. You don't need yeah. to like mix the groups that much. Exactly. But they just think, well, they'll be talking about me. It's the paranoia about oh, Irish the paranoia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And should they be gossiping? They'll be bitching. They'll be moaning. They'll be, they'll be slagging me off. Like I have people, we would have matched thousands of people at this stage and loads of people, babies and everything, obviously. Uh, but they would still, a lot of them would rather pretend that they met somewhere else down the pub rather than have anyone say that they actually sought help from uh, a company to actually find them. And that's what's sad about Ireland. And, um, you know, if you that. want, I hate it too. And when you, like, they, they'd be quicker to complain about a bad match than they would congratulate you that they just got married. And that's, the, it's, the, it's the bitterness and the annoyance, um, yeah, that I have over, over that, that unwillingness to actually just say, do you know what? You, you provided a great service. I'm so delighted. I'm married now. I've got kids and I was never like probably going to find that on my own. Um, but no, it's like probably would have met them anyway. Yeah, whether I was you or not, I would have found them anyway. Um, and like I have cousins, I have relatives, I have loads of friends that we would have matched and are like, you know, married, kids, everything, everything. And would have promised like testimonials and different things like that. And then just like, I don't think I can do it. The other person won't let me. They won't let me do it anymore because they're ashamed this irish guilt this irish catholic shame uh, even though it should be do you know what I, I was really proactive i put myself into a pool of like-minded individuals i didn't waste five more years of my life sifting through fucking profiles all over the shop i did something intelligent and now here i am with a with a wife and a kid it's also like mildly selfish of them too because 
you know, if they were to get on and be like, I did this and it was great. And look at me now, more people would be like, it helps so many people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, I hate that Irish attitude. That's what I love about being in New York. And it was so nice in New York to learn, like, no one gives a fuck, especially over here, because you could bump into someone tomorrow and you never have to see them again if you don't want to. Yeah. But people are just, they're doing their own thing. They don't give a fuck what you think. They'll walk down the road dressed like a unicorn and they're just like, ah. And it's so refreshing because it is even with Irish people, yeah, they might gossip about you at the pub, but like, great, give them something to gossip about. And secondly, they'd be on talking about something else in five minutes. Like, it's really not, it's not that no. big of a deal. Exactly. And, and you know, far happier, if you think about it, like for a 45-year-old man to finally now have found the person of his dreams who he's now married to and has kids, his brothers well, that, would be happy for him, no? Well, especially if you say it for the listeners, if you're like, oh my God, this is great, met on this, so happy, people are going to be like, oh my God, that's great. But if you are all like, oh, like hiding about it and then they find out, that's when it becomes gossipy. But I think if exactly. you just own, when you own it, people are like, yeah, ah, okay. And that's why I've always been saying people in America, people in London, they shed it from the rooftops that they've done something, they've sorted out stuff, they went to talk therapy to solve whatever issue was going on and now they're better for it and now they're putting themselves out there and they're happy and they just, yeah, own it, exactly. Wear their heart in their sleeve. Whereas... Yeah, we, we love just to bury, bury, bury things and say nothing and sweep it under the rug. And we're getting better. COVID has made um, the stigma and the taboo lift a little bit for Irish people, especially Irish guys. And we have more men now than ever joining. And, That's great. Um, yeah, it's because I suppose it's acceptable now to say that I'm kind of lonely because I'm sick of being in this house on my own or I'm sick of being wherever on my own. And I don't want another five months to go by uh, without actually meeting someone. Because Johnny and Mary on dates in the past Johnny wouldn't have dared told her that he liked her for fear that she didn't reciprocate. Whereas now Johnny's thinking to hell with my ego. I'm just going to say that I like her if I like her. And if she likes me back, great. If she doesn't, at least I can sleep better at night. So there's people are nicer to deal with now. There's a better attitude. They're more grounded in terms of their expectations. They're less demanding in terms of the nonsense, like the blonde hair, blue eyes, da, 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 da. They're a lot more into core values and they just want someone to go away with and go on holidays with them to. I love this. Yeah. So it's not all doom and gloom. And so what was the vaccine thing you were saying at the start? So people are actually saying, oh, I don't want to date someone who would get it. And I don't want to date someone who wouldn't. I didn't even know people in Ireland wouldn't get the vaccine. I'm so I'm so like clueless sometimes. There's a few people now that have gone down the rabbit hole and are are looking at the very um, unusual media not mainstream media and they're it's consuming them and they're getting very paranoid and very vocal and they're get, looking to be rebellious and looking to get out to the streets and to you know it's almost like they're denying that there's an actual virus um and that's very divisive very in, in this country so in the past it was all about religion i want to date that person but i'll only date them if they're a god-fearing catholic coming from a good strong you know mass going you know family otherwise jesus i couldn't bring them home to introduce them to bride at all and uh, so then it moved on to politics. And so you get people who'd say, anyone but a Trump supporter. Don't you dare go near me with anyone but a Trump supporter. <laughs> who is a There's Trump, Trump supporter. supporters in Ireland? <laughs> well, doing big. Um, wow. uh, yeah. And uh, so, and it's not because I was on something else and they said, well, like, what harm? Opposites attract. I was like, yeah, opposites attract in terms of I like rock and they like, I don't know, <laughs> punk. Um, but when, when you have fundamental differences, about how the world should operate yeah, that's like, kind of a big deal my friend said to me and this is kind of similar if you wouldn't be friends with them you probably yeah. shouldn't date them so <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be friends with someone who's like you know 
fuck a certain race like if they're giving yeah. out about them like a racist i'm not gonna be friends with a racist i'm not gonna date a racist doesn't make sense exactly and so they, they they're very strong about that and like no one but sh- no no one who's a Sinn Féin supporter or anyone but Fina Gale and then like when the water charges came over here um and there was a big argument as to whether you should pay for water or not I'm like I think you should probably pay for water yeah <laughs> come I, here the fucking pipes are 200 years old let them yeah, fix it yeah. I don't need no, dodgy water no because the people who are saying no I don't want to date anyone who wants to pay for them is like that's just you you basically just being a pussy to the government they're just abusing you. They're abusing you. And you're a weakling. You're a pussy. Like, Jesus Christ, guys. I'm really Grant, I'm a pussy. Giants <laughs> are strong. Oh, they, they, they give birth to babies. <laughs> that was, was that uh, Betty White? No, I don't know. But I've seen it recently. I was I quote her all the time. She's, She's a, very good. <laughs> not be, not Betty White, but a car, this is a character from... Um, the show magicians but there's a very strong female lead in it and she's brash she's um you know gorgeous and confident and funny and she's always like stop being a ball sack balls are weak (laughs) and so she has all these like sayings about how vaginas are strong so i love it so much so i'm always inspired by her the single irish guys would uh, would really love her to date yeah i know they'd hate her but she says this great point in it and she's like so hot but she's like you can't be good looking funny and smart as a woman and it's it's too it's too threatening to women and men and she was like we're not like we're not allowed in this world and i was like oh my god she's so right so right jesus but but, but, sorry i went off on a tangent there back to your (laughs) question the covid thing has now uh, become massively important so people will ring up and say are you going to be asking people whether they've been vaccinated or not before I actually date them, because I'm not going to be dating an anti-vaxxer. I'm not going to be dating someone who doesn't feel that they should be getting a vaccine because my granny is a 90 year old dementia patient or whatever. So uh, are you going to be asking them? We're like, geez, I never thought about that. Uh, so then we commissioned an Amorak survey and it said 62% of people would not absolutely categorically not date anybody who did not intend on getting the vaccine. in future. 62% said they wouldn't. Yeah. Wouldn't. Yeah, it's like a tough one. It's funny. I never really thought. I don't have a lot of strong feelings on things anyway. I don't know why. Like you're balanced. A Libra. Very good. Yes. <laughs> Even though I'm not into astrology, I just my Neither friends. Am I. Yeah, my friends send me Libra shit all the time, and I'm like, oh, sounds right. But like, you know, so a very close friend of mine, she doesn't want to get the vaccine. Um, and like she's out like working with people and stuff, so she probably should. I got it, but I got it more just because you know i don't know my family were getting it i wanted to travel mm. i didn't want people judging me on instagram being like look at this fucking yeah like you know so that way i could be like fully vaccinated doing gigs in miami you know exactly <laughs> so exactly it wasn't even more and it just seems like the thing to do you know like if it gets the society back but then people are like are you not afraid because i was one of the first over here to get it because bartenders got it first and um and like well obviously essential workers um and then my friends are like you're not afraid like something will happen but I was like my stepmom my sister are taking it like if they die mm. I'm good to go too I'm not like yeah. if everybody's gonna die like yeah. I don't really want to be here and then <laughs> I was it's like so it's so it doesn't make, but she's worried but she's also not white and there's a lot of um you know I think in the minority communities here yeah. they're afraid that it's like a government scas spam so i'm like look at me i'll be grand and she's like but still and i'm like but i'm an immigrant they'd probably get rid of me too you know yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but she's well, like they're saying that about in california it's like the upper 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 class and then the lowest class um are not getting much of it it's it's all the middle section that is just you know let's be balanced here guys it's a virus i want to get back to living let's just yeah. do this 
but it's like the, the billionaires are like, no, no way. That's the government. That, they're just going to ruin you. And then the Lord, you know, it's, so it's, yeah, it's very divisive uh, amongst families and everything. It's just another, it's just the latest in a, in a, in a series of divisive things. Yeah. Um, like I've never, I also don't judge people. Like I'm t- everybody listening, go get the vaccine. But I'm also like, whatever, if, if, if you're young and healthy and you're not putting anybody at risk, like my friend is living with old people. So, do you know, and she had COVID, so she has antibodies. So she's also what it's like i'm not gonna put, be like you can't like no. you, know, you know whatever <laughs> but i know for me when they were like you can get fully vaccinated and you can go to patio o'reilly's and we can session inside and Amazing. not feel guilty i'm like yeah pass the whiskey yes <laughs> yes yes 100 percent. and yeah so by and large i mean everyone is gagging to get out to the restaurants now they're in a few weeks time they'll be open again so the dates will be happening back in person um and then there's some anxiety over that because people have been cocooning for so long they're like how do i get back normal life and meet people again what about um will you still encourage people to do facetime and zoom dates but when things go back to normal uh well we'll we'll do what people are happy to do you see a lot of time mary's happy to do a zoom date only have to do zoom but johnny wants to meet in person and so because he's mortified at seeing his face he probably feels awkward we do have to talk to an awful lot of guys about how they hold the uh the phone and uh not be let mary look up his nostrils the entire day um that doesn't do that doesn't do at all at all and so uh yeah but we will we will encourage real life dates um in restaurants but it'll be outdoor dining um because you can't really beat the uh the in-person thing when you spend time if people are nervous people are more i know you said how much you love doing that and that's great when you're able for it but we got 90 year olds mm. on the books and like god 90 year olds that's wild yeah, 20 to 90 and everything in between. And like, literally, they're coming in older, they're coming in younger. Like, I never expected to get 20-year-olds in here, but they're just so organized and they compartmentalize their entire lives. They are like, my career is on the right path. My education is complete. I would now like you to sort out my relationship status for like. Yeah, and look, that makes sense too, as well, especially if they're yeah. like, like they're also probably desensitized to likes of tinder and stuff because they've probably been swiping since they're 16 exactly and then they're on instagram and everything the whole time so they're probably like oh they probably don't even know how to do in real life sometimes a little bit that's the thing that's kind of the issue um they're uber mature and they're very well accomplished but then the i sound really ancient saying that the youth of today spending all their time (laughs) swiping right and left and not really knowing what's going on and can't make eye contact can't communicate they literally would go out and start texting in the room that they're in which is pretty depressing um so yeah it's not that's that's not great for um for the future generations but uh dating is getting a little bit uh, a little bit easier now following covid because it's just people have just said jesus i need to be motivated myself i'm not going to be moaning by the fact that i'm single if i'm doing nothing about you know trying to not be um yeah this is great like, and what do you I have two questions when they go for their dinner is that already paid for as part no. of no no they pay a membership um fee and uh, that's for five guaranteed introductions and so then all eight people take over and we add their profile to the crm system the client relations management system and that's when all of us discuss the reasons why we feel katie is best for john or tim or whoever and then we call you about him him about you explain the profile in really great detail so you have a real clear insight as to why he's been chosen and then we arrange the date based on your availability and we book the table and you arrive and you're seated and you already know everything about the guy already and you have your date 
you might exchange numbers, you might go for a drink after, who knows? And then the next working day, feedback is done. How did you get on? Was there spark, chemistry, conversation flow, blah, blah, blah. Are you happy or sad? If you're sad, why are you sad? Let's learn, let's evolve, let's find out why Katie needs someone different or what you want us to focus on. So it's constantly learning from you and the feedback and from him. Um, if you got on like a house on fire, you can pause your membership for anything up to three months to go off and see if it works out. If after a month you're like, nah, we're better off being friends, aren't we? You come back, he comes back and then we move on. And so, um, oh God, I've, I've lost some, sorry. I, I, what was the other question I wanted to ask? Well, firstly, what about the date um, when uh, the bill comes? Who do you pays? guys talk about that? What? Yeah. yeah so do you, yeah. do you warn them before? Because I know I like when the guy pays, but I know lots of my other girlfriends who are like, I've, I've got my shit together. I want, I want to sp- split 50, 50. So. Yeah. Well, you see, uh, Everyone knows that people have their shit together in this day and age, and everyone in here knows that they can afford to pay it. The point is, who should pay it? So my attitude is, the guy, if he wants to see her again, yes, he should okay, foot yeah. the bill. Because it's just nice, because it's also like, it still yeah. costs, it costs me money to be, more money to be a woman. So. Exactly, it's a good point. <laughs> and and with my body it. and all of that stuff. I just, <laughs> I'm just like, it just show me you're chivalrous and that you're kind, yeah. shows that you're generous. And I'll always make sure like the third date or something to like sneakily pay. And then they're yes. like, oh, they're so grateful. But it's like, I just want to make sure that you're kind with your money. That's what, all, and all guys are, all guys that I would deal with or that would be in here, they'll be more than happy to actually foot the bill as long as it wasn't assumed by Mary that if Mary doesn't Yeah, I always bother, take out my cards very yeah. slowly though. And they're like, yeah. you're grand. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> my old, uh, my old uh, boss in a, in, a, in a previous life used to always say, look, Katie, you fumble while I pay. Yeah. so just grab your purse grab your I wallet i always wallet and i go purse. i always go oh no 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 and they're like yeah, no, no, good, no. and i'm perfect. like oh are you sure and i'm like looking for it and they're like no no, no. and i'm like oh perfect. okay well i'll have to get you a drink afterwards that's what i that's always it. do that's and then it. i get the that's drink what we afterwards. that's what that's what we advise and that's what they do most of the time that was perfect by the or way. i say let me tip as well if it's too late Ooh. i always be like i have cash because i always have cash for me and i'm like let me tip and so if they spend like a hundred i'm only t- putting down 20 something yes well, now, you see, that would like, over here now, the tips, Jesus, like if you talk to the older generation, especially, we had one situation because tightness is the number one pet hate or number two pet hate from women yes. towards men. So Mary put down a, a tip of 10 or 20, whatever it was. And then didn't he pick up the tip on the way out, not knowing she could actually see him to do that? Because he's like, oh, for Jesus, didn't we pay for the meal kind of thing? And uh, yeah, so tightness, like, they didn't see each other a second time. Oh, big no. time. Tightness is, the, is absolutely appalling. So no, they would, and an awful lot of people get really bogged down on who's going to pay, but it's always the case that the guy would, if they're going to see each other again, if they know they're definitely not, a lot of the time they will decide to go uh, 50-50 and say, see Which after. is totally fine. I wouldn't want <laughs> yeah. someone paying for me. That's like, oh, I can't, I don't want to see her again. It's an, yeah. And it's another way for them like to show that they want to see you again because they're kind of investing. They're like, well, Oh, big time. Yeah, no, uh, that's, that's, uh, yeah, it's, it it never, it never comes up as, um, as an issue in here, because I suppose they're, they're looking to see, are you looking to settle down? Are you looking to get married? The good thing about this is, you know, automatically that she wants the same outcome as you. So you're not, Oh yeah. so you don't even have to have the conversation of what you're looking for. That's so great. Cause that's so awkward. I find like you're four dates in and they're like, uh, you know, you just want a casual thing. Right. And you're like, yeah, no, uh, I didn't. I oh. was about to profess my undying love for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally <laughs> casual. You never talk to him yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, seagulling is the latest thing that I think I ha- have heard. I don't know if you know seagulling. It's no. where you break up with the person and then you don't want them to be happy at all. So even though you don't want them, 
you don't want anyone else to have them either. Yeah. It's this kind of bitterness. So you keep messaging them up. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I had a predicament like that where it was only a few dates, but he wanted to stay friends afterwards. He said, I give off real mate vibes, but it was only later. I was like, I don't have sex with my mates. And then he was talking to me so much in the week afterwards that I was like, actually, no, because my friends don't talk to me this much. And it did feel a little like on the hook. And I'm sure that wasn't mm-hmm. his intention, but I think people do things. They don't even realize like they're indecisive. So they don't want to let you go. So they're yes. still talking to you. And it's not, it's truly, I don't think it's anything bad. I think we're all human and we don't even really know, know what we're doing sometimes, but you have to just know, like, like if they want to be with you, they'll just be with you. They don't exactly, yeah. And and it is as simple as that. If people are self-aware enough to identify, okay, it isn't normal the way he spoke to me, or it isn't normal that you know we don't want to be together. We know we don't want to be together. So what are we doing? Am I getting anything out of this as a friendship? Do I need another friend? Not really. Mm. I'm probably okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just taken away from your actual friends and like yeah. Um. What well, the other question I wanted to ask you is: Do you give them a kind of advice of when to have sex? Uh. God no um imagine we did that and bridey comes back to me after two months and says you taught me to have sex with him after two months on the after the fifth date and we did and now we're broken up because something happened or like no random stuff like it would just end in absolute tears and ireland is such a litigious nation and everyone wants to sue everyone because i get we, we get threatened uh, to be sued because they didn't fall in love we're like uh, lads i'm so surprised we- irish people i didn't think Oh my God, they'd sue everyone. They're, they're jumping in front of the cars out here. Really? To sue. Oh yeah, oh no, it's, it's unbelievably litigious. Like we have had like loads of people, like Johnny will go out with Mary. Johnny may be like, eh, grand, all right, date. Good crack, I suppose. Am I interested in her? Not really. No, there's no spark there. Mary loved Johnny. And Mary's like, oh my God, oh my God, how do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And we get the feedback saying, yeah, no, we t- thought lovely person, but just maybe the spark wasn't there. And then she will, a lot of the time, say, that was the worst date of my life. We had nothing in common. I was like, uh, Mary, you did. You spent four hours together. You exchanged numbers. <laughs> but uh, should he have given her the number? Probably not. He shouldn't play mind games. But, he oh, but he's probably not even playing mind games. Probably just was like, wasn't really sure, then thought exactly. about it later. Some of us yes. process our feelings a little later. True. And so, but, but Mary will often, like, instead of admitting that, okay, ego is bruised, she'll say, your crap I, want, I need to punch so bad like that's punch, so bad like people intro. yeah pe- need to punch intro yeah like people need to learn how to deal with rejection because like the the thing is let's say I had a guy that I really liked I just thought it was the first time I really connected with someone and I was like yeah this is we're gonna date like and then he obviously felt a different way and that's totally fine and it's like you walk away from it going it doesn't mean that I'm not he he could have and he could meet someone tomorrow and let's say this is the other thing where the, then people are like oh, well I'm not good enough and it's like no you're great but so is Michelle and so is Siobhan yes. and so like they just might have found something more compatible exactly. um, and one thing from him I realized it was the first time a guy made me laugh in a long time like I've always had like oh they're nice it's grand but I was always the entertainer and he was super as nice about my comedy like he was the first time a guy was like actively like not he had no ego about it or whatever Brilliant. um and I was like oh it's not going to work with me and him but these are things I want so it like yes. I was like I just learned like okay so for like Mary she should have been like oh well I thought that was great I want a guy like that who's into exactly. me <laughs> exactly but but after after a number of years of failed relationships or failed dates it can be highly 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 emotive and very 
yeah. very tough on people and they kind of come in almost assuming that things aren't going to work out and then they go out with a Jaded. negative attitude and a yeah and a face on them almost a physical yeah. face on them fucking try like, to love me yeah yeah you will love me and so the guys are or the women uh, are gonna like they need to come out with a positive thing like, what should i talk about i get asked all the time what should i bring up what should i it's like well don't talk about your ex how much of a bitch she was don't talk about you know how much of a psycho your other person was or how you're heartbroken still and you know, just just move on with the, it's a lighthearted first date, guys. Let's just be that way. Let's focus on the positives, focus on her or him, ask questions, but not don't interrogate. And, yeah, like uh, if you had if you met a new friend, like let's say you go play football, I don't know, and one of the lads are like, or your girl playing football and one of the girls, whatever, a new friend is like, let's go grab a pint. You can grab pints with them and be like, you know, when I was seven, my yeah mother hit me or whatever like you just wouldn't you just be like getting to know them having the crack and I think if people treat it more like a friendship um and then if that's yeah that's what we say yeah you're taking words out of my mouth I always say that to people when they're really nervous about going on a date I say don't think about it as you know your future life partner think about it as the worst thing that can happen here is you make another few good friends and then bonus if it's more yes yeah and then Roxana was on last week's app this won't come up and come out until two weeks after so that it'll be two weeks ago but she was saying that we were both saying like because we're very relaxed chill sort of like go with the flow type of people and we'll date guys and we don't ask for a lot or have any expectations just because i'm too busy really and they'll be like oh that they saw us as like a friend or whatever and it's like i think that people think relationship is something different where like maybe i don't know what they're but i think if you're the if you if you're going to date someone, make sure that, that you would be friends with them or that they are like a friend that you can have sex with. 100%. Yes. And I think 100%. people think they dismiss that. They're like, oh, she's great crack. She's just like a mate. And you know, you're already attracted because they're like trying to put their penis inside you. So, yeah. you, know, you know, but then they're like, oh, but first sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, we know there's attraction. And then they're like, oh, but it's just like, we seem like good friends. And it's like, that's what you should want in a, in a relationship. Yes. You shouldn't just want someone who's like, I don't know what people think a relationship is, but I think that's really, but my dad says that about my stepmom. He was like drunk over here one night. I've never seen him drunk and he rarely drinks. And my, my best, one of my best friends was dating this guy who was pretty shitty. Now she, she's actually, he was very shitty because she had been assaulted before and he did something that was very insensitive about that. So she was really torn, but I think she was devaluing her feelings and she spoke to my dad and he was like, like, you know, get rid and then he his advice afterwards was like meet someone who's like your best friend and you know my my wife is like my best friend and like that's the most important that's more important than anything and a couple of months later anyway she got with her best friend from childhood and no they're getting married now oh yeah isn't that mad? not saying Very go nice. fuck your best friends from childhood but i mean like <laughs> make sure friendship is more important because he would have never said that stuff to her and that other guy was like extremely attractive and that's why she liked him and that's you know but it was like it was more surface level than deep level but like i had people um i know of someone who, who broke up who divorced with their uh, husband because and her reason was you've just you've kind of become my boring soulmate You've become my boring soulmate. So no, I, I, I like you're you're like a best friend. You're a soulmate, but that's not what I'm looking for in a husband. Well, like, no, Jesus. that's exactly what I want. I want to be I bored. I want to be bored with someone. I want like Ricky Gervais show. You know, when his wife died, yeah. and he's like, yeah. oh, I just miss going home and doing nothing with her. I'm like, yeah. that sounds lovely. It and does. also, I'm... it's up to her too. If you need to spice it up, then I don't know. That's it. Yeah. No, but some people are just. Some people are destined not to want to be in a long-term relationship either 
there's they're fine. not supposed to be it is fine um but anyone who wants to be can be and there's two million single people in this country alone tiny little ireland by the four way million, 4.9 yeah, 4.9 yeah so 1.55 million single unattached never married and 418,000 separated and divorced the tiny island is just swarming with single people if we just and that says an awful lot about like what is wrong with the way that we communicate how we put ourselves out there how we don't put ourselves out there and how people are nice and there are decent people you know, looking to meet someone, but you need to put yourself into a proper pool that attracts like-minded individuals. So don't be surprised if it's swiping through Tinder every night for three hours that you're not meeting the love of your life. It doesn't yeah. mean that there's no hope or there's no possibility of it working in the future. No, so I, I think, think that's that, I think that's great. I think they should all do your site because it's so helpful. There's a bunch of people and that like even I can't swipe. I do hinge, but I don't swipe for too long on it. Well, they only let you swipe pick six people and then you're, you run out of likes so it's kind of nice because then you're like okay I can't be here all night but it's also that like, is good but it's overwhelming so usually like if I go into my hinge now there's probably like 20 guys right now asking me to go grab a drink and then I get overwhelmed because there's so many men mm. in New York it's easy and they just swipe yes and everything um, and then I get so overwhelmed I don't know who to pick so then sometimes I just put it away and then I open it and I have messages from lads being like hello and then I'm like oh that's annoying um, yeah <laughs> But it's hard. Like, it'd be nice to have eight people going, well, these are... Because I can't find out all of the things that they want or are or need. There's not enough information. Yeah, and people, you see, will say stuff to us that they wouldn't say to anybody else. I, I've been on the phone for 11 years now talking to single, separated, divorced and widowed people, talking about what hurdles they're having to try and overcome and why it's so difficult in this country, whether you're a city or whether you're the most rural part of Donegal or wherever. And you know, why they're finding it so difficult. All their friends and their family members are all settled down and married and they're happy. you're happy for them, but you also want what they have. But your career is also important. And I want kids, but I don't want them yet. Like we, we, we beat ourselves up an awful lot instead of just thinking, you know, there is someone for everyone. Let's just put myself out there and actually just try and not talk it to death and not procrastinate and kick the can down the fucking road, which is what we do. I have people and they still ring every day and they say, I saw you guys on the Late Late Show there. And I'm like, did you? Great, cool, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, I tell them, do you know when we were on <laughs> eight and a half years ago? <laughs> They're like, what? Are you for real? Um, so we, the years just fly by. And look at COVID, yeah. for God's sake, in the last year and a half or whatever. Like, we just, you have to adapt and everything has to adapt. And we're like, we closed the office on the 12th of March last year and it got busier than ever. And like mental busy to the point of hiring more staff and everything. And so there, there is a realization there now that you need to put yourself out there, that people don't come knocking on your door, which is thankfully, you know, it's about time. But it's a pity it took a global pandemic to bring that realization about. Yeah. And can I ask you two more questions before you leave? OK, one is, do you tell women to be as um, forward as well, like with asking men out and stuff like that? Do you think that's good advice? So now you, you see the way we're saying like, oh, we need to put ourselves out there more. I think that's a big thing about maybe men in Ireland because they're so bad with expressing their feelings. Mm. But would you tell women as well? Like, if you like him, just ask him out. If he's not interested, just move on. Like, do you think that's good advice? Oh, yeah. We always say to everyone who's on the date, on the night out, um, like, if you're interested, definitely exchange numbers because there's no point in Mary and John going home after a date. If, if they don't exchange numbers, even though Mary might like John, John will think automatically that she doesn't, she's not interested. Great. Yeah. So I'm going to psychologically move on from this one, Mary, because she didn't bother her backside asking for my number. Or yeah, saying so you want just to put yourself again. out there. Just say it. What's the worst Everybody. thing that can happen? They say, oh, actually, I don't know. Or we'll see. Or let intro sort that out. That's what we do, you see. If Johnny doesn't like Mary, or Mary doesn't like Johnny, and he asks for her number, and she's like, 
uh, awkward. Um, she can just say, oh, intro will do that on Monday. And then mm. we'll rip the Band-Aid off for Mary saying, Johnny, she had a great time, lovely, lovely sort of chat, lovely time spent there with Daniil, but just didn't feel maybe the chemistry was uh, enough to warrant a second date. So we're going to move on with the next match. And so we don't and then invite... he can move on with a next match. So he's not yeah. too bent. He's not yeah. too bent out of shape. Yeah, it's no. great. And, and and like it's about keeping people up and positive and not saying, oh, you told a joke and it was stupid and they don't like you for that. And it's like, no, be yourself. Yeah. Joke about whatever you want to joke about. And you know, there is definitely someone for everyone. Like if someone gets hammered on a date and they've been the first two dates and they're like they can't even stand, we will advise Johnny perhaps, you know, it's you know? yeah. Um, you know, so uh, that rarely happens. To be honest with you, now it's more men asking for non wine guzzling women. That's actually a huge thing. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's changed from ten pints. You know, the lads Guinness. Now it's like, oh, the book clubs. Is she in a book club? Does that mean she loves Pinot? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like an old glass of red wine, but not that much. Oh yeah, no, some are mad into it, mad. <laughs> because then it's the red wine lips on the first date, you know. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> That's terrifying. Okay, the other question I wanted to ask you was, how do you match them on attractiveness? Like, so do you look at two people and say they're equally attractive? Yes, exactly. So we meet everyone face to face. We used to, now we meet them virtually. And uh, you can tell, and we get photographs and all that. And then we add them to the profile, the, the database. And then all eight people would say, yeah, well, clearly John is, you know, looking well he goes to the gym all the time he's very fit very active very into hiking all the rest and she is mad into pilates and yoga and she's fit and she's beautiful looking and she's successful yeah definitely would match like with like the only problem that that arises from that is if if johnny has been molly coddled by mammy all his life and johnny's being called a lovely boy and that he's gorgeous and any woman would be lucky to get him and then johnny has this really unbelievably skewed uh, uh vision of himself or impression of himself as to how he's being seen by the public so you have to in a very careful way not beat him down to reality but you need to apply a dose of reality um you know and that's that's not easy to do at all and um i had a woman on the phone yesterday and she rang and she said i'm, I'm calling on behalf of my of my cousin and look she's 38 and she's single never married no kids she wants kids um but she's got this ridiculous um, high expectation and high opinion of herself. And she's very plain. She's very average. Um, I was like, Jesus, you're sound. Uh, so she's talking about how basic and dull and, ba- and, and average her, her cousin was. So I was like, right, um, okay. Um, but you know, we will match like with like. If, if she comes in and she looks like Angelina, she'll get her Brad. She'll get her Brad if she's Jennifer. Well, so what about though? What if there's this great guy who's like not super cute, but he's just like you're like, right, he's amazing, and then you have this super cute woman, or vice versa. Yeah. And you know she's very good looking, but she's also like down to earth and nice, and you're like, oh, I just feel like they're oh, totally. that happens, and that only happens because we're humans. Yeah. <laughs> in a weird way. So if there was an algorithm that actually existed in the world, one of the multi-billion-dollar American companies would have bought it, and you know Match.com or whoever would have bought the thing, and there'd be no single people in the con- in the world. So, you know, there's a reason why human intuition and gut and feel and interaction actually will far beat anything else. That's why there's such a high probability of success in here. In here. There's one in four ends in marriage or long-term relationships wow. and a third of the business is word of mouth. It's massive because 
it's hugely time consuming and massively labor intensive. That's why so few of these things exist or last. That's why a lot of people never even thought a matchmaking agency still existed in 2021. Um, so you would like be like, okay, if the looks weren't equal, you'll be like, okay, but there's other things here that oh, I think yeah. they'll, they'll vibe yeah. on and be more important. Yeah. Yeah, if the person is exceptionally charismatic and would just charm the pants off anyone. Or just like a is... sweetheart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, as, long I... as, you... as long as what? As long as you know that, the, that, that the, if the, say if the girl is hot as hell, as long as she's not going to treat him like dirt. As yeah. We have to have his feelings, you know, protected as well. Because she if... can't be a superficial person. No, no. Well, that's what I mean. Like someone who's hot but down to earth. Because like yeah. there's the first. I only watched the first series of Ninety Day Fiance, but there's this Brazilian girl in it, and I think she's one of the most beautiful people in the world. But she's very down to earth, very nice, and she she gets with this guy who's like very plain. And I googled them now seven years later because I just watched it during the pandemic. That's it's really old, but they're still together. But throughout this, like at the start, I was like why is she getting with him but then as you go on you see how like kind he is and mm-hmm. like how good they are together even though yeah. they're like she's a and he's Z on the looks exactly. scale but it's yeah. like their personalities their core values they're both very religious and um he he's very supportive of her and took a lot of care of her and they like it was just very, they're very sweet together so like me and my roommate we were watching it and we were first like Ugh. and then as we were watching it we we're like oh actually we can yeah. see how so and that's kind of the ethos in here. That's kind of the attitude of the people who come in here because they're looking for, you know, full time life partner. They want the whole uh, shebang. So they're, they're, they're not the stereotypical, superficial, materialistic, awful narcissist that, yeah. that they're, they're the ones that we turn away 20 a day Good. that we say no to. So if someone comes out with saying, how do you suss w- them out? Oh, you tell them the three policies over the phone and they usually gasp or they say, how dare you suggest that I have to travel anywhere? Do you know who I am and how busy I am? And there's no way I can't drive in the motorways because I've got anxiety. Um, so there's this, this is a victim mentality out there uh, who are like, you know, I had a bad breakup. Therefore, I think the world owes me a lot. So you get me what I want. Right. And we're like, oh, right. And uh, and then it's like uh, I'm 65 and I want a 35 year old. We're like, yeah, no, can't do that. And uh, it's then it's the snobbish type. And then someone's saying there's no way I'm dating a, um, a ginger. I'm like what? Is that you for real? Did you just say Ginger over the phone? And Harry, that uh, Prince Harry or whatever his name is, Megan's fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did all right. Um, yeah, <laughs> so does she, I suppose. But you know, anyway, another story. Um, and like, it's just they say stuff over the phone that you're like, did you really just say that? And how arrogant do you feel you can be? And it's this entitlement again. Um, and then it's like, often the people, the older people, want to know uh, that they want you to know that they're still sexually active. That's something that's massive. And we're like, uh, did I need to talk to you, 77-year-old man, about how you still like having sex? I don't know if I did, but um, okay. So she, he wants her to know, whoever his future match is, that he's still looking for a hot and heavy relationship. And we're like, wow, okay. Um, you go for him. I know, I know. But okay, okay. But put it in, in this way. How are you going to talk to Bridie, who's 75? And how are you going to word it to her? that Johnny, who's 77, wants to get hot and heavy with Bridie. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he just needs to go on the four or five dates. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, and like, see if there's chemistry first, never mind hot exactly. and heavy. Like. But, you know, we just, we don't, we don't get into uh, whether they should after one, two or three or four dates. And um, you hear stories, all right, but um, it's, the, it's the 25-year-olds who ring, who are virgins, who don't want to ever have premarital sex 
that's the Jesus, big I didn't even know there's people like that in Ireland anymore oh there are yes and it's usually mommy and daddy uh, again to blame because they've been brainwashed bible bashed by them and Jesus. thinking shame will come in the family and you'll go to hell and all like really religious now we don't have a lot of that on the on the books but they call so a lot of the stories that i would have given you uh, they're they're examples of people that exist in ireland i'm not necessarily saying they're everyone that's in are on the books but it yes. is there's you can really almost pigeonhole people into different boxes where yeah. even when i get an email in i know if he says i'm 41 and i'm single never married no kids i know i'm going to have a battle of the ages on my hands because he's going to be a peter pan he's going to be a commitment phobic type guy who thinks he can get a 25 year old and why are guys commit commit phobes last question sorry then i'll let you go yeah they just they just feel i can do it whenever i want i don't want it yet uh, my mates are all settled down uh, I was having the crack through the 30s. I was making a bit of money and I was going out getting on, you know, on, on, on the pull and on the lash and I was getting hammered all the time. And it was good crack. And like, you know, they just don't feel they are actually a grown up. And then at 41, they decide, OK, I need to cop on because society tells me I should have kids by a certain age. Um, and also, I just don't want to be left out. I don't want to be the only odd one out, the last one in the group that actually doesn't have it. So they keep on putting it off thinking, I'll stay to you, 34 and two kids changing nappies. I'm going off to Lanzarote or I'm going to Ibiza. And like, so they do that for ages and ages and ages. And then it turns to people actually thinking, I actually think this is pretty pathetic now. You're 40, would you just act your age? You're not <laughs> 22. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's that. It's putting life on hold and, and just being so picky and so ridiculous about actually having these expectations. No one is ever good enough. And just realizing- So you know, sad. It is sad. It really is. And I and feel like a lot of them will have that. Oh, the one, two, three or four people who got away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do. And then they beat themselves up over that for a while, but they still don't make the actual necessary change to themselves. Um, so all we can do is identify where you could possibly change things. And if you're willing to actually address what you've been doing, uh, abide by the rules. These policies that we have, they're not us. They're, they're, they're stats and facts and figures of Irish society. So if people address what they're doing, tweak what they, their habits may have been, they'll stand a much higher chance of success. And thankfully, that's why we're here after 10 years. <laughs> that's great. So where can people find you? So yeah, it's, so it's, we have a website, but no one's details go on the website. So it's intro.ie and um, they can call us. Uh, obviously, we have to speak to them, first of all, to have an initial chat to make sure that we can offer the membership. And that takes a few minutes. And then our... Instagram is intro matchmaking and our Twitter is at intro dating and our Facebook is intro matchmaking as well. So yeah, I'm not very good on the old uh, social, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm getting better. Uh <laughs> yeah, we hope you guys liked that episode. Um, Virgo was great to come on. It was nice to speak to a fellow Irish person and hear all about the dating scene back home. And sure you, should, you guys should sign up. It sounds great. Udna, as usual, if you want to sign up for the Patreon again, Patreon for such a podcast, or if you want to just tell your friends about the podcast, all that stuff, that'd be absolutely amazing. And I will talk to you next week. Have a great week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.